0: Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful and beautiful mountains of California. I just recently discovered the concept of Wabi Sabi and wanted to share it with you, my listeners, because it's an interesting concept and related to bringing peace into your lives. Now, it's a Japanese concept that can't be defined as a single English word. The best English definition is embracing and cherishing that which is imperfect, incomplete, or impermanent, asymmetrical, or imbalanced. Now, you might have seen a post going around on social media about the Japanese tradition That when a vessel, a pot, or a vase breaks, they'll fill in the cracks with gold to celebrate the flaw. That's wabi-sabi. In Western culture, many of us are trained to strive for perfection. To throw something away if it's broken or flawed, even our own aging faces. I went to an esthetician for a free facial and realized that her whole job was to point out all the imperfections in my skin, my face, each wrinkle, bump, and sag, so that she could, quote, fix it or sell me something that would. Well, needless to say, I didn't go back. I didn't buy anything or any service of hers. Because I don't believe in selling shame. I don't like anti-aging products. That industry banks on you believing that aging is a flaw, that it's imperfect and ugly. And guess what? It's not. As a child, though, I was self-motivated to be perfect. I got straight A's in school and learned to excel at most everything I set my mind to. Well, except play violin or any kind of physical sports. I ruled those out quickly. <laughs> I don't know why I inflicted this goal of perfection on myself, except maybe to get my parents' approval and acknowledgement. I was, after all, the middle child, and like Jan Brady, often found that I was forgotten or sidelined for the older child or the younger child. I was an introvert, a deep thinker, and I liked to retreat to my room to read or create, so often I was out of sight and out of mind. So in order to get the parent's attention, I excelled. It even became a joke with my mom. She said I'd always come home from school trying to prove that I was the best in the class. So whenever I told her something I achieved, even as an adult, she'd say, oh, were you the best, mommy? And I would answer, yep, I was the best, mommy. But that's really hard to keep up throughout your life. Because as you become an adult, you realize that perfect is not a thing. It doesn't exist. I mean, how would you define it? Well, maybe that's why I loved programming and math, because numbers can be perfect. I mean, 1 plus 1 always makes 2, right? Well, not when people procreate. Then 1 and 1 makes 3. You see, even math isn't perfect. So when you accept the fact that there is no way to measure perfect, that it doesn't exist, it kind of takes the pressure off. Perfect is what you make it. Perfect is what you make of yourself. Now let's take that second concept, incomplete. Like perfect, complete can be a misnomer. Can a person be complete? Does a person have to be complete? I said in a previous episode that you don't need another person to complete you. You're born complete and you are complete. But you know what? There's always more to learn. There's always more to achieve, to evolve to, to contemplate. I believe as human beings, we'll never be done, complete or perfect. And that in itself is kind of a perfect concept. Now on to impermanence. Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher has been quoted as saying, change is the only constant in life. So think about that. The only thing you can count on is things always changing. I myself have a problem with change when it's a loss, like the death of a loved one or a store closing that I depend on and patronize regularly. Something that's become, quote, fixed, I'm air quoting that, Something that's become a fixed part of my life. But the more we accept change as a part of life, good and bad, we learn to change with it. The first thing I ask when something changes and upsets me is what is this supposed to teach me? What is the lesson here? There really is no fixed part of your life. I mean, I had a mother. I'll always consider my mom my mother, but she no longer exists in the physical world. I had financial security at one time. I lost it, and now I'm slowly regaining it back. But I know now that's not permanent. When going through the big earthquake of 1994 and its pre-shocks and aftershocks, the thing that upset my world the most is that things were moving that had never moved before in my lifetime, in my existence, like the sidewalk, the walls, things that I had told myself were "quote fixed, solid, and stationary. I believed the United States was impervious to foreign attack because that's what I had been taught all my life, that we're safe, that our military is too good, that no one would dare, which is why our world was shaken with 9-11. Things that challenge your sense of permanence have the ability to hurt you the most. Think about that. Things that challenge your sense of permanence have the ability to hurt you the most. People who believe that a relationship will last forever can be the most hurt when it doesn't. Now, that doesn't mean you should go around being a pessimist saying, Oh, nothing lasts forever, so why bother? I would rather bring you back to mindfulness, which is minding and enjoying everything you have and do in the moment, in the present. Don't not enjoy something or someone because they might not be there in the future. Enjoy them now because you're together now. Embrace impermanence and you won't be shocked by it. One of my favorite artists is Andy Goldsworthy. Look up his work. It's really amazing. He makes art in nature with natural elements such as icicles, branches, stones and leaves and water. The works are all impermanent. As the wind blows, ice melts and the tide comes in and washes them away. Yeah, he takes photographs of them, but he says he's not sad that his works are impermanent, that that is a part of his art. And if you think about it, all performances, whether spoken word like plays or speeches, or musical like concerts and shows— All performances were impermanent until the invention of recording equipment. You had to enjoy it in the moment and savor it because after the show, it didn't exist anymore. And even now, you know from taking video on your phone that watching a video of a concert or listening to the audio recording is completely different than being there and experiencing it in person. You can't capture that. That's kind of what makes it exciting. That's the beauty of impermanence. For me, I try to be present and mindful with my people and my animals. I enjoy them in the moment. I am mindful of everyone and every animal that I encounter here and now because they are the most precious to me. This is Laura and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast on Wabi Sabi. Remember, you are a spectator. Spectacular human being, perfectly imperfect, because there is no scale from zero to perfect. As Mr. Rogers said, you're perfect just the way you are.